Hey friends, and welcome to The Sandwich, hosted by me, Amanda Muse, your virtual BFF, your comrade, your partner in crime in this life of, well, it's something at the minute, isn't it? And we share, we share on YouTube, we share on Instagram, and we share here on the podcast. I have changed the schedule slightly, where I have a new episode every other week, so that it helps me stick to the program, because occasionally when I get overwhelmed, I kind of run away, and I don't want to run away, because the podcast is just such a fun place to share and have these great conversations. So, in order to keep it going and running along smoothly, expect a new episode every other week, for the time being. If I can up it, I will, but definitely twice a month. So for today's episode, I thought what we could talk about is this term I'm hearing running around and it's called the pandemic wall. And I, first of all, was very intrigued, did a little Googling, checked it out, figured out where it came from. I kind of imagined what it was, but it's basically, you know, we're nearing a year of realizing that this virus exists and our lives have changed dramatically in this year. And I thought we could just, you know, do a little check-in see how we're doing. I released a video this week on YouTube that kind of relates to what we're talking about today. And so I thought it was very fitting. So on that note, let's do this. So the pandemic wall, you may have stumbled upon this in a blog post on the internet, on Facebook. I don't know. I don't know where people get their information anymore. I hardly even know where I get my information anymore. It might be TikTok. Let's be honest. Gosh, I love TikTok. TikTok doesn't hurt my feelings. It just makes me laugh. Sometimes makes me cry. Sometimes gets me to buy books. I don't know. It's just it's such a it's a lovely land. <laughs> um, but the pandemic wall, I, you know, when you do a quick look on what that's about. So this term has come up over the last like six months for sure. But definitely in the last two weeks, there was a woman, I believe a woman, uh, a host. There was a person. Let's go with that. I don't know how they identify. But Tenzina Vega tweeted about the pandemic wall. And it kind of went viral. And essentially, it's like like I was saying at the intro, you know, we're approaching this one year mark. We've all had varying type of stress and anxiety, you know, present themselves over the last year. There's been immense loss and, you know, because you've been there. So I don't need to rehash that. But, you know, a year is a long time to be (laughs) feeling that way. Um, And so this week, what I did was, you know, I put together a list, 10 things that I've been doing to help manage life during this lockdown. You know, we're in the second lockdown now in Ontario, provincial lockdown. I was thinking today and I was like feeling a little jealous for people out in the world who aren't in a lockdown, who could maybe go to like a fitness class or something. I'm really feeling, I'm feeling the isolation pretty hard. And I also noticed that in the last month, especially I've made, well, I wouldn't say month because we're only the 27th of January and I kind of kicked this into high gear, like at the beginning of this month. Um, But I made a few changes, just small changes in my life that I feel are helping with the big picture. So if you'd like, after this podcast, I will leave a link in the show notes that you can go watch the full YouTube video. It's a little chatty style one, so you may enjoy it. Uh, But if, 
podcasting is more your jam, we'll kind of go through some of them now. So of my 10 things, as I was looking at them, I'm like, they seem so simple, right? But often with simple things, I find that they can be overlooked. Like it's so easy to be like, oh, I know I should be going for a walk or I know I should be working on my breathing, but it's fine. I'll do it later. And then you never come back to it. Right. And so what I've really been trying to do this month is focus on those little things because, you know, it's it's kind of a thing that's known that like, yes, you can make huge changes like big pivotal changes in your life that will impact your overall well-being and how you know how you're doing. But more often than not, I have found anyway that it's the small little changes that we make over time that can impact our big picture and impact how we feel about things, right? Caveat, it's like 4.30, so there could be yelling, there could be dogs barking, there could be a whole whack of things happening, but we're here together, okay? So the first thing that I you know, definitely notice is like I implemented a schedule, um, in terms of like, there is a difference between morning and evening and a weekday and a weekend. And there's things that I do according to life's responsibilities during that time. You know, I try to work Monday through Friday and then I try to like not work on the weekend. We have a dog trying to enter. I think I can stay on the mic as I let her in. All right, madam, come on in my shadow. (laughs) You like my outfit today? like full-on cozy sweatpants this podcast will also be in video form if you prefer that format you can catch it on my youtube channel pretty soon except now i gotta get back in focus come on now so definitely scheduling that was a huge part of it um and within that you know taking time to get ready so you know even in this video, I'm I'm wearing a little touch of makeup. It's nothing major, but it's just a little something that's like, Hey, you look like, you know, you put little something, little zhuzh zhuzh here and there. And it's whatever makes sense for you. Right. Um, I'm also wearing like a flannel shirt and sweatpants. So it's not like I went over the top here, but they're not pajamas. And these are daytime clothes that I wear and it's not, not nighttime clothes. And here's the thing. If you're comfortable wearing your your sleep clothes during the day I mean you gotta you know what's gonna work for you but I know for me if I don't do those little things I notice I feel really weird energy by the end of the day like this restless unproductive type of energy and I don't love it I don't love the way it feels oh my children are arguing hold on here my eyes are a bit blurry so I can't tell if I'm in focus or not This is a webcam, so if you're watching the video version, I'm sorry that it's not like super high def, but I'm kind of at this point in my life of creating that like, I need to lower my my expectations of myself and it doesn't always need to be like high-end film production, you know? Sometimes you just gotta show up. So this is me showing up. Couldn't even find the mic stand. I'm sure it's under my, in my area back there, but I just, I didn't wanna look for it, you know? Okay, so getting ready, having a schedule. Another thing is movement. Today I was feeling really frustrated. Okay, there's something in my eye. Sorry if you're watching and I'm like, oh, goodness me. Um, Today I went for an afternoon walk. I went for a 50 minute, well, I guess it was 49 minutes. I went for a walk. I got all geared up, took my dogs. It was beautiful and it was sunny. And I'm like, you know what? I had a weird morning, really not great energy, honestly. Um, Dean was really, you know, he had a really rough sleep, so he needed some rest this morning, which meant that I then took over the virtual school and all the meal prepping and all of that, which is fine. You have to support your partner. But the trouble was is that I actually have deadlines today, or I had deadlines. I've since met those deadlines. 
but I was feeling really anxious. And then I get, you know, a note from the teacher, Jack is late from break. And I'm like, great. Is Jack paying the bills? Is Jack the one who's going to be making the money to get the groceries? Because I don't think so. So lady, like I have a full-time job and I'm just feeling all the feels, you know, and I was really frustrated. Hmm. Um, I'm not the school police. Anyway, I was very frustrated to say the least. And I get that she's probably frustrated, but that doesn't diminish my frustration. We can both be frustrated, you know? So point is, I was feeling really weird energy and I thought, it's sunny. I know a walk always does me good and I will get vitamin D as well. So let's go do that thing. And Dean woke up and took over and I was like, peace out. So I went out for 49 minutes, called my dad. So I got the social time. I got the movement. I got the vitamin, you know, in my face. It was like, I needed, I, I needed it and I made time for it. <laughs> And in the video, you know, I talk about things like sharing chores and what does the responsibility look like when you divvy that up amongst the household. You know, my kids could definitely be doing a little bit more and I'm not the biggest drill sergeant on them yet. That will likely come. I'm kind of, you know, I'm trying to be mindful of people's energy and their moods and how stress is affecting them and you know, it's just not a battle I'm willing to have right now. So in the interim, like there's things that I do, there's things that Dean does, and we really try to, to divvy those up appropriately and help each other out when we can. We do not always get it right. I said that in the video. I'll say it again. Like we're, we're normal people. We have nice big fights where I contemplate packing up my stuff and just skipping town, right? Wouldn't that be a dream? Where would I go? <laughs> what would the hotel room look like? <laughs> I mean, it's not like I've given it that much thought. Jokes. I mean, but you know, you get there because of this frustration. And it's, I feel like sometimes it's easier to lose your cool because of how high the low, I was going to say low level stress, but it's not even low level. It's like how high people's stress levels are, right? It's just a different time, um, which gets us to communicating. It's, it's something that I haven't always been that great at in terms of telling my partner how I'm doing and how I'm feeling and what I need from him. I've always been this like little miss independent. I don't need no man. I don't need no one and I'll do me. But then the trouble is sometimes you do need people because as human beings, we thrive with others. Loneliness is a whole other level of, you know, stress and how that can be negative for your life. And so, yeah, we need people. We do. I just sometimes forget that part of it, um, but I've been getting better at that and communicating with my partner and him with me and like really trying to find ways to support each other. Like I could tell that Dean had a rough night because he was up and then I was awake and I was like, why am I awake at 5 a.m., you know? Um, and so I thought, well, he can rest. And then there was a point where I was about to lose it and barge into the bedroom to wake him up. And I was like, mm, that's poor planning. <laughs> that, it's like, Jack gets to school, Amanda and Dean break up. Like, mm, you know, like you sometimes have to weigh the cost of what it is that you're feeling and the stress that you're feeling. So being able to communicate to better support each other, like these are all things that we are really trying to work on and make a go of things because, I mean, I'm, st I'm stuck with these people in my house for the foreseeable future, which is great. Most days I love it. And I'm sure some days they'd love it if I could go take a hike somewhere and peace out because I get to be a bit much you know um and I guess on that note of me like I've also taken up talk therapy this year I went to my 
first talk therapy appointment this month and it was wonderful and it was so nice to see her face and to be able to connect again. Um, and we did a few, we did a breathing exercise, which was amazing. And that's actually my next point, point number eight, like one of the tips to cope through this chaos is to be aware of how you're breathing. You know, a lot of times we breathe very shallow breaths, which can lead to feelings of anxious feelings and anxiety and stuff when you're not taking wholehearted breaths. So working on that, figuring out triggers for me, um, but really trying to manage myself better and, and be aware of me in and amongst all the stuff that I'm managing, you know, because if I'm not at my best, I can't support the people around me very well. Right. Um, and then another thing that was big this month was really like stopping to reflect on my behaviors, like the ones I don't really give much thought to. So, you know, in an article I was perusing about this pandemic wall, they were talking about, you know, how do you change your habits? How do you like do something differently? You What is the, the definition of insanity is repeating the same behavior and expecting different results. And it's true. Like if you're feeling terrible, but your routine and day to day stays the same, you're going to continue feeling terrible. And I hate feeling terrible. I mean, I allow myself some terrible days, but more often than not, I'm like, this isn't working. We got to look into that area a little bit, even if it's uncomfortable and requires my attention and work, it needs to be done. So things that I really took a hard look at were my alcohol intake. I've never been a big drinker, but I've definitely been a casual drinker. So a glass of wine here and there, which as the pandemic, you know, really kicked into high gear. It was like glass of wine every day, heavy pour, maybe more than one glass of wine. And it was like, you know, I'm not feeling great. And my stomach is kind of sore. I was getting like this kind of indigestion situation. My sleep was very badly it just was not happening. It was very poorly executed. And I thought, well, maybe I'll just, you know what? I'll just cut it out. People do dry January. I'll try it. And I've been doing it, going strong. I don't really miss it. Like, I think Friday nights, I'm always like, oh, I'd like to have a glass of wine. That's when I realize I actually just would like one. It's like a Friday or a Saturday night or when my dad comes to visit. Like, it's nice to celebrate with people. But I'm realizing that there are other options for other nights of the week. And I actually really enjoy making myself these fancy teas. I make this really nice green tea, oat milk latte type of thing. Um, and it's delicious and I don't mind making the time to make them. So it's like, there are other ways, but anyway, the point is, is with that indulge, indulging aspect of life, like, and not in a way I feel like, I mean, it goes without saying, I think with me, but if you're new to my you know, my podcast or just who I am as a person, like I'm not all about shrinking to be better or something. Like it's not about calorie intake. It's not about trying to eat less or anything like that. It's just my body wasn't feeling good. Therefore I made some changes. And I also noticed like I started eating a bunch of candy this month. I don't notice it impacting my weight or anything, but sugar and me just, we don't go well. <laughs> like I get canker sores, you know, and it's like canker sores can be related to a high sugar diet. Or if I am eating too much sugar, I notice I get them. It, it, 
canker sores are weird. Nobody really knows what they're stemmed from or where they come from. But anyway, you know yourself and I know me. And it's like, why am I having these weird behaviors all of a sudden? And I started to think, well, it could be that I'm just not coping very well with stress and life. And it's sort of a symptom of a bigger problem. So taking the time to not hyper-focus, but take a peek at some of your behaviors that maybe are out of character or are leading to bad feelings in your body because your body doesn't lie. If something is wrong, your body will tell you. Um, and I've just been really trying to listen to my body a little bit better, which leads me to the next point. It's all about rest and sleep. And I can't believe it. I was looking at my Fitbit last night or about last night, I went to bed. I was asleep by 10.43 p.m., 10 in the number, 43 p.m., and I woke up at uh, 7.45 in the morning, which is like the time of day I like to wake up. Couldn't believe it. So I've been doing this new thing where the kids are going to bed in their rooms, and Dean and I rotate, and we take turns putting them to bed, which is like, what is happening? I've always been the bedtime fairy. This is amazing. So that's amazing. And on the nights where I don't put the kids to bed, when it's Dean's turn, um, I like take my time and wash my face and crawl into bed. I crawl into bed at like 9.30 and I read. And then if I'm really like not able to fall asleep, I'll game a little bit on my Switch. But last night I just read for like an hour and then I just crashed. And it was like this beautiful easing into sleep because there was no electronics in my face. And it was glorious. And so this is something new. I'm really trying to shift my patterns where I go to bed before midnight and I don't work late into the night. Like Amanda, be productive. Don't procrastinate. Get your stuff done. Ask for help so that I can function in a regular schedule that is better suited to my health. Because guys, like I've been doing YouTube for eight going on nine years and I've often said like I built this whole thing between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. and like I'm done with that nighttime like I put the time in <laughs> I don't need to continue that so it's all about finding time to rest and I was listening to I mean I listen to so many podcasts and things but there's this great podcast I reference it all the time but I'm telling you I always get little nuggets but happier with Gretchen Rubin and I remember her talking about reading and it it's not even related to sleep but she was talking about reading and how some people feel a lot of guilt when they read in the day like they should be doing something else and that to overcome that type of guilt if you put it in the schedule so I would suggest that people who feel that type of guilt are often these like really high, high productive people who, I mean, it's not healthy, but who see their, their value because of how productive they are. That is a mess of a, of a concept. I fall into that category. I'm working on it, trying to unlearn some things, but one way to trick the system is to schedule that shit in there. Like schedule in the reading into your day and all of a sudden you're like, I got that done instead of I should have been doing something else, you know? So I'm doing that with rest. <laughs> I'm like, wow, Amanda, you went to bed early. Check, you know? So this is like a new way of doing life. Um, but I'm really excited to see how this impacts my health, how this impacts my sleep. Um, I ain't getting any younger, and I just, I want to do some proactive work and behavior for myself so that I'm not waiting 
until I'm sick and tired to make changes. I think that it's so important for me and for my children and for my future for me to like take care of myself now and implement some healthy habits now so that I can reap the, the benefits and the rewards of that behavior, which I feel like I'm already experiencing. Like I love that after I'm done recording this podcast, I'm done work for the day. I wrap it up and I'll pick it back up tomorrow. Once the kids are, you know, settled in school, I start my day about 930 in the morning and like, it's like a regular work day and it feels great. Yes, there could be a million more things I could be doing, but I'm just one person and I'm learning to reset my expectations and rest is making its way into the schedule and I feel so much better for it, truly. And then one of the last things is play. Like, Am I playing enough? Am I laughing enough? Um, I I read a great quote today. I actually just posted it on my Instagram about um, a smile or what is it? A smile, a laugh is like sunshine in the house. Hold on. It's so cute. Let me find it. A good laugh is sunshine in the house by William Thackeray. I love that. A good laugh is like sunshine in the house. I, the other night, Dean and I were going to bed and we put the kids to bed and I don't know what the heck set us off, but sometimes we get into these giggle fits. I was like crying. I had to go to the bathroom because I was like going to pee myself. Like it was so fun. And I just, I love those moments. And I think I thought to myself, had I been sitting in my office working, I wouldn't have had that little giggle fit, fit with him, you know? And it's, it's this, again, like what I was saying at the top of the episode, it's, it's these small, seemingly small changes that you work into your day to day that have a huge impact. And I'm like 27 days in to these little changes. And some of these things, I mean, I've been doing for months, but I think I'm seeing, I'm seeing the benefits. I feel better overall. I feel lighter and fresher. Um, you know, when February hits, I'm sure I'll have a glass of wine here and there, but like, it's not going to be to the same extent that I was doing throughout 2020. I also hope I don't make it sound like I have some drinking problem. I'm like a regular person who has a glass of wine, (laughs) but I just, I love, you know, feeling fresh and ready to tackle the day. And I don't always feel fresh when I've had wine. And I also noticed, I mean, I didn't even mention this in this chat, but like how it was triggering some anxious feelings within me. So it's like, let's just remove some of the triggers. And um, I've seen some great changes. So, you know, those are just little things that I've changed in my day. So I'd be curious to know, you know, have you made some changes in your day to day? You can, if this is a YouTube video, comment below. If it's, if you're listening on the podcast, you could message me on Instagram at Amanda Muse, but share. I'd love to know because I think that sometimes you need either ideas or little reminders or like a little nudge to make some changes. And I'm all about the sharing. So definitely, definitely share. I guess like where does that leave us right so sometimes I struggle with certain types of conversations that take place online where people just kind of like dump on others like uh I don't even want to bring it up what types of conversations because I find it very triggering but there's just a lot of talk different sides of the coin about the state of the world and the virus and all of these things some people believe it some people don't and you know, freedom of speech, do what you want. But I often feel like 
if I'm going to share things, if I'm going to share concerns, I also like to try to provide solutions or little things like a little takeaway because I really don't like that feeling of, of like dropping a bomb in someone's lap and like, peace out. I don't know what you're going to do about it, but have fun with that information. That scares me. I personally don't like that feeling. When I learn about something like this pandemic wall, I thought it was pretty funny in a way, like, isn't that weird that I had just put a video out today about tips to sort of manage the level of stress. And without realizing that this pandemic wall is a thing, I think so many of us are hitting it and trying to figure out our way over it, around it, busting right through it. Because, I mean, nobody knows when this is going to end. Nobody knows what's happening. I'd love to know when this lockdown will be over. I know so many parents in Ontario are like, can we send our kids back to school? Like, what's happening? Um, On that note, actually, with virtual school, I do get a couple questions about that. And I had been talking a lot about wanting to send the kids back to school. And honestly, in a perfect world, I would. But I just think it's not great, but it's not terrible. And our kids have a pretty good routine going. They know what to expect. They have teachers that they are connecting with. And I'd rather limit even more change for them. So we're just going to tough it out. And I keep telling them because right now it's especially brutal because it's like middle of winter in Canada. Hello. So it's like you're on your device all day with your teacher and then you're gaming. It's like always a device in your face. And yes, they go outside. But like, how long are you staying outside in the snow? You're not staying out there for four hours, you know? Um, But one thing I was saying is like once the warm weather hits, I'm like, you guys on your breaks, you're going to be in the pool. You know, we put up those that pool in the summer. We have that, you know. It's a horrible eyesore, but it's amazing and worth every penny. So we put up that pool and that pool goes up the second it's warm enough to swim. Dean is like out there setting up the pool. So I'm like, don't you even worry. On your breaks, you can be swimming. Like nobody in school gets to go swimming on their lunch break. So I'm like trying to like offer some incentive. It'll be fine. They'll figure it out. But it's the long game, you know, it really is. And it's, if I sit here too long and think about, the devastation and think about what I've personally lost, trying not even to mention the loss in general, I get completely overwhelmed and I'm not here for it. I have some control over myself and my thoughts and I am a doer and I like to try to lead a life that feels nice, that is productive, that is kind to others, that helps my family, like all these little things. And I think in these times, it's okay to make some positive changes in your life that will ultimately help you feel better about things. There's so much beyond our control. There's so many things that I wish were different. But like Dean and I always say, wish in one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up first. It's a bit vulgar, but you see where I'm going. Um, You got to find some humor in and amongst this, you know, these wild times. And I'm all about sharing things that work, sharing real life moments, sharing some wins. There's plenty of losses. Um... But I I really do sincerely hope that 
if you're listening to this, you know you're not alone. There's so there's just so much. It's very heavy. And I do try to bring a little bit of lightness to life and like just share that with you guys. And um, I hope that there's one thing that maybe you can take away from this episode today and and make a part of your daily life. And I'd love to know which one. And I have to think like of all the ones, of all the little tips that I shared, like which one I'm trying to think of all the ones. I think the top two for me is movement. I've always, I mean, you guys know I'm a very active person, um, but I really have made a point to go for a walk every single day. There's one day that I missed. I was having really bad cramps and I'm like, nope, I put my feet up. But every other day I've gone for a walk and I feel so great. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to run a marathon right now. I'm just trying to move my body and be gentle with myself. So I think it's movement, movement and rest. I think those are the two big ones, two big takeaways for for January. So on that note, I'll leave it here. Just popped into your ears to share a little, you know, some good vibes, I hope. And thank you so much for being here. If you feel so inclined, share this episode on social, tell friends about it. Uh, thank you for being here. Catch me on Instagram every day at Amanda Muse. And um, I appreciate you. Thanks, guys. I'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks.